Today's daf is daf Lamed Beis, and we pick up with Okum Daimela Magul, which is the third line from the top of the Amud. Okum Daimela Magul. We said that one of the things that pasul up a lulav is when the shedra, the spine of the lulav. Now let's clarify what is the spine. So a lulav, when you when we hold it right, it has the smooth green side. That is the shedra. That's the spine. The other side, where the spine is not noticeable, is the back part of the lulav. Okay, so the brisa had said when the shedra, when the when the spine, the smooth center spine of the lulav, is doma lamagel, is like is similar to a sickle. Now, this a sickle, has, it's smooth on the outside, but then it curves towards the front. When a lulav spine curves towards the front, okay, meaning not that it looks more too erect with a good posture. Rather, it's bent over like a hunchback. That's what it means, a sickle. When it's bent over like a hunchback, it's going to be puzzle. Amar Rava, Rava says, This is what Rava's teaching us. Only if it's bent forward like a hunchback is it a problem. But if you have a lulav that's a little curved, the shedra's curved a little backwards, kind of like an erect spine, briyosahu, that is considered natural, and therefore it's not lacking beauty, and it's going to be kosher. It's going to be valid. Okay? Says the Gemara, Amar Nachman, Nachman says, let's them kill a fun of dummy, dummy. What happens if the shedra is not curved forward nor backward, but rather a little curved to the side. So then he says it's a machlaikas, okay? And the machlaikas, again, is going to be depending on whether it is still considered beautiful. And Rava says, A lulav, where Rashi explains, the leaves grow only on one side of the shedra, right? So the lulavim we're familiar with have the center shedra, it has the center spine, and then you have leaves coming up on both sides. What happens if I have this interesting lulav where you have the spine and only on the right side of the spine did leaves grow, or only on the left side you had leaves? So then, balmumhu upasal. That lulav is going to be puzzle. It is considered a balmum, okay? And um, a balmum, interestingly, is, an, is a new expression for us when it comes to lulav. Previously, we said, oh, it's not beautiful, it's lacking, whatever it is. Interesting, we're calling it a balmum, which means it's kind of like, it's as if something got torn off of it, right? The same way when a person has a blemish, there's like an issue with the body itself, so too the Gemara is giving off this this uh, idea that it's not just, you know, um, it's not that it's not called a lulav, it's not that it's lacking beauty, but there's something mamish, like inherently wrong with the lulav itself, and it's not going to be kosher. Okay, period, two dots, that is the end of that discussion that we began yesterday. Okay, next part of the Mishnah said, if the leaves are torn off, it is puzzle. If it's spread out, it is kosher. If it's torn off, it's puzzle. 
if it's spread out, it's kosher. That was the halacha of the Mishnah. What the Gemara is now going to come to do is clarify the difference between nifritzu, which we translated as torn, and nifridu, spread out. And what exactly is the circumstances surrounding that? Zok the Gemara. Nifritzu alavachulu, if the leaves are torn off. Amr of Papa, Papa says, Nifritzu the avid ki chofya. Torn off means it's like a chofya, it's like a broom. When you have a broom, a broom is a number of separated bristles that's tied together. But they didn't, they're, they're not really attached. They're just bound. So nifritzu means I have a lulav where the leaves are all separated. And then I took a, either a leaf or some sort of instrument to tie it. That's puzzle. That's puzzle. It's not connected. Nifridu, which is kosher, the ifrudifrude. Ifrude. That means it just kind of spread out. Spread out. The leaves spread out, but they're still connected on one side. It's not like a broom where you have separated bristles that you afterwards tie together. No. It's still connected, but on one side of it, it's spread out. There, the Mishnah said, Kosher. If Yehuda said, you should, you should tie it at the top. Right? That was what Yehuda said. But it's not a puzzle, Lula. By Rav Papa. Rav Papa asks a question searching for information now. Now that we said that torn off is puzzle, separated is kosher. What happens, Asraf Papa, and this is going to be a question that those of us who've ever checked a lulav are going to be very familiar with. What happens if you have a leaf that's connected, but being that every leaf of a lulav is doubled, what happens if the doubling split? That one leaf that's always connected onto it, what happens if the center leaf, the shedra, which is what the primary thing we look for in a lulav, right? What happens if that splits? What is the halacha if the middle leaf is still connected, but it tears into two? Toshma, come and listen. Let's try to answer up that puzzle. If it's torn off, it's puzzle. We're going to assume my love who If it's torn off, it's puzzle because it's lacking beauty. We'll say so too if it's split. Says the Gemara, why would you say that? Not necessarily true. Gemara says, no. When it's torn off, it's much less beautiful than when it's actually split. And therefore, we don't. That, that's not an answer. The, the Shaila stands. What is the Halacha when the center leaf is split? Ikadamri, some say, that the way he answered it is that the, the two takas should go hand in hand. Okay? Two takas should go hand in hand. And therefore, lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, we paskin that the same way if the center leaf would be cut off its puzzle, because of this ikad amri, so too if the center leaf is split, it's lacking beauty, and it is not going to be kosher. Okay, now how split? So we know the halacha it's a tefach. It has to be the center leaf if it's split up to if it's less than the tefach, it's still okay. Once it's split a tefach, the lulav is now possible. Okay, period. End of that sugi. Next part of the mission. 
Rebuda had said that when you have a spread out lulav, connected at the bottom, but the leaves are spread out, he said you should re it's kosher, but you gotta retie it. Yagdanu Lamala. Tani Vlunt and Bryce Rebuda Mishumtarfit. Kapois Timorim. Kapois is plural. You should take two kapois tomorrow, two branches from a date tree. Kafus tied up in Hayaporod Yuchtafeda, which means you gotta close it up. Emacharusa, how do you know that a branch from a date tree is referring to a lulav? Maybe it's referring to a harusa, a regular branch from a date tree. Who says it's a lulav? Maybe you can walk over to a date tree, pull off a branch, walk at the shul with a date branch, uh, esrog, hadas, and arava, and you're good. Well, we don't know how many hadas and aravas yet, but the Gemara, is, the Gemara asks, who says it's a lulav? Maybe it's anything from a date tree. So Gemara says... Because if you have a branch that's all one, you don't have kapais. You're not going to have multiple leaves on that branch. That's how we know it's referring to a lulav as opposed to a standard branch. Maybe it's referring to um, ufsa. Now, ufsa, Rashi explains, um, is a... um, is basically a, we'll call it a large splinter from the trunk. Where over there, it's naturally connected. It's all one entity. Maybe, says Ravina, it's not, when we say kapais, that needs to be tied up, it doesn't mean you have multiple things together. Maybe all it means is, you need to have one thing that looks like one thing. It has to look like it's tied up. It doesn't mamish need to be tied up. That's Ravina's uh, potential uh, take on this, uh, on on these words. The Gemara says, no. Kapas doesn't mean that it just needs to be together. Kapas bechlal implies the ikapar, that it can be separated. The high kapas made, and you have a large splinter from the trunk, that's always together. Therefore, we're looking for, what are we looking for? As the Gemara is clarifying for this beautiful, how do you know a lulav, you, you take a lulav? Because it says kapas tomorrow. So far, here's what we have. You have a branch from a palm tree. Ah, maybe it's a regular branch. No, because it says kapais. Ah, maybe it just means it needs to be together. No, because kapais implies that it's a branch. It's one branch which can be divided. It can be separated. It has multiple leaves. And it's not. It remains together on top. Okay? Says the Gemara, There's other things that come off of a tree. For example, the soft shoots that come out of a tree that can be divided and re and reconnected. So maybe that's the part. Maybe that's the branch of the tree that you're supposed to take for the mitzvah. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi says no. You know why? Because those shoots of the palm tree are not beautiful. We're looking for a branch that can be separated, isn't, is still together, and is smooth. Right. The only way you can hurt somebody with a lulav is by the tippy tip. Yeah, you poke somebody with a lulav, right? As we're going to see uh, later on in the Masechta, you, you say, uh, so there was, there's Amiram that would say to the Satan, I'll poke you in the eye with my lulav. Yeah? The lulav is pokey at the tips only. But this, uh, these other shoots that come off the tree have thorns on the side, and it, you know, uh, imagine holding a, a, um, a rose branch for your mitzvah. You're going to prick yourself. It's going to hurt. The Tyra doesn't make uh, mitzvahs hurtful. And therefore, if we have a choice between the shoots that come off the tree, which can be divided, but they're thorns, or a lulav that comes off a tree that doesn't have thorns, 
we're we're confident that the Torah, when it says kapais tamarim, is referring to the lulav branch. Amalei Rava Taisva Ravina Rava Taisva says to Ravina ve'ematarti kapi de tamrim. Maybe kapais tamarim means clusters of dates of the tree. Okay. Because a cluster is called a kaf. Maybe you don't even take a branch. Maybe kapais tomorrow means two clusters of dates. Each of us should walk into shul with two clusters of dates tied to a hadasim and aravas and an esrog in the other hand. Maybe that's what we're supposed to take, says Rabbi Toisva. Two clusters. Answers the Gemara. No. Kapais ksiv. It says kapais without the vav, so it's only one. Ve'imachada, fine. So maybe you should walk into shul with one cluster of dates tied to your hadasim and aravis with your ezra. Said so, no, lahu kaf karile. One cluster of date is not called kapais. It's not two because there's no vav. It's not one because that is called a kaf, not kapais. Kapais is only referring to a lulav. So now, if anybody wants to know how you know. That the one thing that the, that alulav is the kapais tamarim of the Torah, the true answer is process of elimination. The Torah doesn't say directly to take alulav; it says you take kapais tamarim. By process of elimination, it can't mean the bark, it can't mean a piece of a trunk, it can't mean a branch, it can't mean a thorny shoot. The only thing that's left that fits with the, it can't be the dates. The only thing that's left. That from a date tree, that's shayach, that's possible to do the mitzvah with, is lulav. Very interesting. Okay. Which, by the way, another important message in life, as every Gemara is, and that is that in order to know, sometimes you could figure out the MS without even, without even articulating it directly, but by knowing that everything else is shakar, you know what's up. If that's you don't have to necessarily have the rock solid sight of ooh that's it. Sometimes like okay I know that's how to, I, this is just what I'm left with and that that's oichet that's another way to get to straight to uh, knowing what's in us. Beautiful. Okay, two dots. Tzine harabarzel alula from harabarzel. The halacha is, it is a kosher lulav, ksheram. Amar Abaye, Abaye says, Leishonu, we did not learn this halacha of Tinei Arabarzal being kosher. Ela only, Sharaisha Shalamagil, Zadikara Shalzeh. What is unique about the lulav branch of, of Harabarzal? So when we read the Mishnah, we explained that Tzidei Harabarzal is a lulav with minimal leaves. That's how we translated it. The lulavim that we're familiar with, right? The leaves on either side overlap the leaf right above it. So that you have a leaf attached to the shedra, attached to the spine. The leaf underneath it overlaps. Tinehara barzel, there's less leaves. And they don't come, they don't grow as close to each other. But we said it's kosher. Abai says it's only kosher if the top of one leaf at least overlaps 
the connecting point of the leaf above it. Okay? You got it? In other words, it flaps over. It flaps over the, the previous one. At least a little bit it has to go. Let's say the tippy top of the side leaves do not overlap the upper leaves at all, then puzzle. That's not a kosher lulav. Okay. Tani namihachi. We learned that the bride is similarly tini arabar is opsula ba non tanang sheira. Also, we learned it's kosher. Elish mamina akabai ish mamina. We see halacha bai. What is it? in other words the halacha is some yes, some no. The ones that overlap are going to be kosher. The ones that don't overlap are going to be pasul. Okay. Top of amud beis. The ika derami le mirma. Another way to learn this conversation are those who got down to the same halacha, but they got through it in a way where there was a question that was a that there seemed to be a contradiction. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Tinar Barzal Kosher. I have a Tanya Psula, but another Bryce says, Puzzle, contradiction, Omar Abaye, like Kasha, Kanshraisha, Zamagil, Zadikar, Shazel, ones where the top of one reached the bottom of the other, were overlapped. Kanshraisha, Zamagil, Zadikar, Shazel. And the case where it's Puzzle is where it does not overlap at all. Omar of Marian, Omar Bishub and Levi. Rav Marian says, in the name of Rabbi Shua ben Levi Amulah, Tony Rabbi Bar Marim Yishum Rabbi Yechem Ben Zakkai, Shtei Tamaris Yesh Begei Shalhanim. Yeah, there are two palm trees near a place called Gei Shalhanim. All right, sounds familiar. Yeah, Gei Shalhanim. Now, where is these two palm trees near Gei Shalhanim? So, if you look into Rashi, Rashi says. The second line, Samuch Yerushalayim, near the center of the world, next, which is Yerushalayim. And there's smoke coming out between these palm trees. If you want to know what Tzine Harabarza look like, these palm trees are Tzine Harabarza, and this is also the entrance to Gehenna. Now, just to make a point, just to make a point, um, there are multiple entrances to Gehenna. There's many ways, there's many entrances that uh, that uh, somehow, call it tunnels, or I don't even know what the proper word would be, suctions that drag a person uh, out of this world to Gehenna, and that's one of the openings that a person can uh, can enter into. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Two dots. Lulav she'esh pa'ishlaisha tochem. All right. How tall does a lulav need to be? Now that we know what a lulav is, what's its measurement? What's the measurement of a lulav? The Mishnah had said, as we're about to explain, Basically, without saying it directly, the Mishnah said you need four Tfachim. How so? Because it says any Lulav that has three Tfachim which waves is kosher. If I'm hold, whatever I'm, I need to also hold it, right? So my fist takes up a Tefach, and then I need three Tfachim to wave. Okay? So the Mishnah said as long as you have three Tfachim waving, it's kosher. Let's read this inside. 
The minimum measurement of a hadas and a rava is three tvachim each. The lulav arba. All right? So you don't need to walk into shul with a six-foot lulav, and you don't need to show up to Ishanas on a Ishana rava with ten-foot aravas. You need three tvachim. Why does the lulav need to be one tefach taller than the hadas and arava, which each need three? Because the lulav is supposed to protrude one tefach above. Now this is very important for hidr mitzvah lamaisa. It's very important. When a person holds their lulav hadas ben aravis, this coming sukkis, be'ezes Hashem, we should be zeichet to do it in the Beis HaMikdash. Make sure that the top of the hadasim, which comes slightly above the aravis, remain one tefach lower than the lulav. But that's really all you need. The Hadassim and Aravas don't need to be held at the bottom of the Lulav. And then the Lulav protrudes so high above them. It doesn't need to be like that. You could really, what we call in baseball, choke up on the bat. Right? You could choke up on the Lulav. You could hold the Lulav higher up. As long as you're holding to, from the bottom of the Hadassim and Aravas. And you leave a Tefach between the Hadas and the top of the Lulav. Rav Parnach, um, uh, Rabbi Parnach, Amar Rabbi Yechinon. Rabbi Parnach says in the name of Rabbi Yechinon, Shedroi Shalulav Tzorich Sheitzim in Adas Tefach. The spine of the Lulav has to come one Tefach higher than the Hadassim. Okay. Now, according to Rashi, this is an extension of what we just said. Previously, we said the top Lulav has to be a Tefach above. According to our Rashi's explaining Rav Parnach, you actually need. If you look at a lulav, and I don't know how many of us have lulav in front of us right now, but we'll have it shortly. The spine of the lulav does not reach the tippy top. The spine of the lulav comes close to the top and then turns into a center leaf. According to Rav Parnach, it's not enough that the top of the lulav is a tefach above the hadasim. You need that the spine, you need a tefach of spine coming above the hadasim. So you'll need a tefach of spine plus that center lulav, that center leaf. Both of those are going are to need to come higher than the hadasim. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah lulav sheish b'shoyz vachim g'dayla ne'abay kosher. I says the Gemara. One second, the Mishnah says you only need three tefachim to shake. It says the Gemara. Yeah, that's exactly what we mean. Let me explain. Ema u'kedayla ne'amoy, mar k'deislay u'mar k'deislay. Yeah. It doesn't mean a total of three tvachim. It means you also need, in addition to everything else, you need to make sure that it shakes three tvachim. And everybody is going to explain the Mishnah according to, the, according to their understanding, according to their mahalach. Okay? So, um, but the, the words of the Mishnah itself are not a contradiction to these words. Toshma, come and listen. Shir hadas varavish laisha hadas and rava need to be three tvachim. Velulav arba lulav needs to be four tvachim. My lava hadei olin. Doesn't this mean a total of four tvachim, including its leaves? According to Rav Yechinan, according to Rav Parna, according to Rav Yechinan, you're gonna need it to be even taller. Why? Because you're gonna need a tefach of the spine above the hadasim, and you're gonna need the additional leaf. But according to what we're saying, it seems to imply a total 
of one tefach above, says no, levar me'olim. What do we mean by four tefachim? It means of the lulav, it means four tefachim of spine, in addition to the center leaf. Okay? Again, everybody's sticking to their agenda, and every time, you know, to their mahalach, and every time we're going to ask a question, as long as they can wiggle out of the question, we, don't, we can't disprove them. Gufa, piece of a previously quoted brysom. Shir hadas varavashlaisha. How long does a hadas and a rava need to be? Three tochim. We'll call it 10 to 12 inches. The lulav arba. A lulav needs an additional tefach. Reb Tarfin Reb Tarfin says, Ba'ama vashamisha tochim. How big of a tefach? So we know that there's different measurements of tefachim. There's different measurements, right? There's tefachim that uh, there's a five tefachama and a six tefachama. So a five tefachama, each, um, each tefach is going to be a little bit larger because you have to spread out those tefachim to fill up the ama. Six tefachamas, the tefachim are going to be a lot tighter. So Reb Tarfin says when you measure each tefach, it's the, it's the larger tefachim. It's a type of tefach that takes up one, uh, t- that takes up five tefachim to the ama. Omar Rava, Rava says, Sharlay Marilar of Tarfin. HaKadosh Baruch should relieve. Shara means to make something mutter, right? To relieve Rabbi Tarfin. Shahashta of Meshkachinon. Yeah, you know, he says, you know why HaKadosh Baruch needs to relieve Rabbi Tarfin? Yeah. He says, good luck, good luck finding kosher hadasim that, that go perfectly up for three tefachim, bas chamisho boy, and now you're going to tell me in a five tefach, uh, a five, uh, that, that you have to get even more, we're dealing with a five tefach ama? No, you're, you're making these mitzvahs on Klal Yisrael even harder, because you're making the amount of, of kosher hadas, the amount that it has to go up, even larger and it's very hard to find the, the Chazanish uh, level Hadassim. Okay. Now, Kiyosar of Dimi, Yomar of Dimi came. He said, When you have a six Tafachama and then you split it up into five, then you take three for the Hadas, Vahashar, Lulav, and the rest goes for the Lulav. Okay? Which means that the, uh, the extra Tafach that the Lulav has to come above as well. Is dealing with a smiling, a larger tefach, a five tefach ama. Kama havilu. So the bottom line is, um, how much, uh, how, how large do the hadasim aravas and lulav need to be? Says the Gemara, tlosa utlosa chumshi. Each one ultimately, if we're dealing with five tefach amas, they're going to come out to be three and three fifths tefachim. Kasha dishmul adishmul. And now we're going to, if it's three and three fifths. Three and three fifths tefachim is coming out with a question on Shmuel. Why? Because Hacha over here, Amar Vidar Mar Shmuel Shir Hadas Varav Shleisha Vahasam Amar Vuna Amar Shmuel Halacha Karevitarfin. And so is it three or three and three fifths? Gemara says Lay Duck. Lay Duck. We're not a duck. Yeah. Lay Duck means we're not exact. Three and three and three fifths is not exact. Says Gemara. Uh 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 uh. Don't tell me you really need three and three fifths, but we said three. You can't not be exact when, if it's too short, it's not kosher. You could say, oh, I gave a little bit of a larger measurement, right? We had this Gemara earlier. You, oh, 
It's really three and three fifths, but we're saying four. Fine. I get that. You want to not be exact and say, you know, add a little bit. You're not going to mess anybody up with the mitzvah. If you really need three and three fifths, if you tell somebody you only need three, they may show up with a three tefach hadas and and not be yitz in their mitzvah. You can't not be exact when it comes to being makel. You can't give a more makel number than the halacha. An ama, a five tvachim, split that up into six different parts. Okay? In other words, take a five tvach ama, pretend like it's going into six parts. Then take three out of those six for the hadas, and the rest is going to be for the lulav. How much it has to come how much the lulav has to come above the hadas. Kamahavilu. Okay, so now, according to that cheshben, what's the numbers? What are we left with? Treyu palga. So now your hadas really only needs to be two and a half tvachim. Saif, saif, kav de shmuel, de shmuel. We still have a question on shmuel, because one place is going to say two and a half, the other place is going to say three. Oh, so now we could say, like, dog, that now we could say that shmuel is not being, but now we could say that shmuel is not being exact, okay, when he says three, because really, you could get away with two and a half. Behind And this that he says three is taka not being exact, because really you get away with two and a half of these tvachim. He says three, he's getting us off the hook. And you need two and a half. Comes along Shmuel with the measurement of three tvachim. Okay, Gavaldik. So according to this Gemara, this is very interesting, according to this Gemara, what we're coming out with is that when we say that the Hadassim need to, need to be three Tvachim, it's based off of a Gemara where we're Pasnik of Tarfin, it really needs to be two and a half, comes along Shmuel and says, you know what, make it three. He's being light duck, he's being, you know, he's not being exact, and he's giving us a little bit larger, and that itself is kind of like a Chumrah. Okay. Gavaldik, period, end of that Gemara. Beauty. All right. So now we're up to the Mishnah, about two thirds of the way down on Lamed Beis Amud Beis. Now let's remind ourselves of what just of of what the, the Mishnah that we're coming off of. Okay, the Mishnah that we're coming off of is from um, the halacha of a lulav hagazel v'hayamish. A lulav that was stolen and dried out, right? The beginning of our parak on Chavtes Amid Beis, we said, what is the what is the halachas of a lulav? A stolen lulav is not good. A dried out lulav isn't good. What happens if it's cut off? What happens if it's split? So on and so forth. And you also need at least three tvachim to shake. That was where that was where the primary conversations of the first mission. Now, we're going to keep that topic of Dalit Minim, but we're going to transition over to the halachas of Hadassim. Yeah, go ahead, Rebbe. Um, no. The only thing I could do right now is add to your question first. And that is, um, 
v'lakachtem lachem b'yoyim arishain really applies uh, really applies to everything, right? So if lachem needs to be yours, lachayre um, should be the same. So the best answer I could give you, it's a great question. The the I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna give you a pshat. I'm gonna give you a teretz. I'm gonna give you an excuse of an answer, and that is id. We're just staying consistent with when it comes to at least when it comes to lulav hagazel. Uh, you're right that a uh, hadas hagazel really is not going to be any sort of uh, added chiddush. However, when it comes to yavish, I think we may have a pshat because we still have to learn what's considered dried out. It's going to be different parameters of a hadas than it is by a lulav. So I think to answer your question, the, the Yavesh part is necessary to bring up because there's a different Metzias between a Lulav and, and uh, a Hadas. But the, the Guzzle part, I think you, the question, your question is going to be better than the answer. Yeah? All right. Zok the Mishnah. Here we go. Hadas HaGuzzle VaHayavesh Puzzle. A stolen Hadas and a dried out Hadas is Puzzle. Okay? You're not allowed to use this for your mitzvah. is possible for the same reason as Lulav. And that will be the same answer that we tried to give Rabbi Ravinsky about the stolen one. Yeah? We're keeping the same thing. If the top of the Hadas is cut off, which we're going to see there's a difference between this and a Lulav. Okay? Because Hadassim can actually grow back, potentially, the top. Niktam Raishai, if the top is cut off, Nifritsu Alav, or the leaves fell off, Rashi explains, they came off, okay? Or, very often, Hadas branches, myrtle branches, had berries that grew on them. If a berry grows on a Hadas branch, it's kosher. However, if there's more berries on the Hadas, then there are leaves, then it's going to be puzzle, says the mission. The emiatan kosher. However, if you pluck the berries off, and now you're left with more leaves than berries, you can now re-kosher your hadas. Okay? Now, the Gemara is going to have to explain when you pulled off the berries. At what point? Is it still on the tree before you cut off? Or can you even pluck off the berries once the once the branch once the hadasim already cut off the tree, then you could. We'll see, but just take the Mishnah for now at face value. More berries than leaves, a problem. You're allowed to remove the berries, and now you're okay. However, you can't take the berries off on yomtiv. That you're not allowed to do, and that is hilchas yomtiv because of tikkun kli. You're not allowed to make something fit. For usage on Shabbos and Yom. Okay. Zok the Gemara. A lot of fascinating uh, halachas and different conversations, even different from uh, Hilchas Hadas over here. So it's gonna work. we're in for a, a, a beautiful uh, couple of uh, daf ahead of us. Here we go. Turn up on the rabbis. Learn so should be anaf eitz avais. Shanaf of chayfin Now we're gonna figure out how you know that a hadas is a myrtle branch. It says in the Torah, you should take anaf eitz avais. Shanaf of chayfin we're dealing with a branch where whatever grows on it covers 
the, the leaves of the branch cover the branch itself. The Ezehu, Hadas, right? The Hadasim, the beautiful, uh, the, the beautiful uh, tripled side that goes all around and then it goes up to the next level, right? Imamish, the leaves go and they surround the branch. Since it says, Anaf Eitzavais, Shanaf, it's the, the, the leaves are mamish covering the branch. That is a hadas. Ayvaimazesa. Olive branches apparently are similar. They also have a lot of leaves that cover the vine. Says the Gemara, uh, that, that cover its branch. Says the Gemara, Be'inon avois veleka. It needs to be avois. Avois means it's kind of like braided, right? You look at uh, hadas, it, a branch, it's not just covering. It's like there, there's beauty to it. It's kind of like, it looks like it's braided. The aim of dulba. What about a dulba? Now, a dulba, Rashi says, um, I wasn't sure exactly how to translate this. Give me one moment. I'm trying to, let me catch up in Rashi. The aim of dulba. It's uh, about 15 lines at the bottom of Rashi. Rashi says, Eitz Armin, um, Kashtanayer Kaluahu. It's it's apparently some sort of nut branch where it's braided, but the bottom line is it doesn't completely cover the branch, and that's going to be the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, It's got to completely cover. It can't just be braided. It's got to, you got to have both. Okay, It's got to be bra- look braided and completely covered. Maybe it's referring to a hirduf. Okay, now Rashi says it's kamin klia suyanalav. It's another type of branch where it's braided and it completely covers. That branch has thorns, and we don't want to, we're not going to talk about any branch that can hurt somebody. Emes and Sholem Yehovu are loved. And according to Rashi, this type of hirduf branch is dangerous if. People, if it goes into people's mouths, and it's it's dangerous for one's health, and anything that's dangerous for one's health, we're going to assume. If I could choose between a hadas or this hirdof branch, it's going to be the hadas, because Baruch Hu is not going to bring people. It's a beautiful message. Because Baruch Hu is not going to give us mitzvahs that are painful. If Akash Baruch Hu gave us a mitzvah, that means it can be used in a pleasant fashion, in a way where it doesn't cause any hurt. And as my father, Zechariah Lebracha, would tell me, when I would tell him, eh, things aren't going so well, he would say, so then straighten yourself out, because they're achel It's not the Tyrus' fault, it's your fault. You got to figure out why it's not Kishmak right now. Right? Because ultimately, the way that Zechariah gave us the mitzvahs is to be pleasant. It's to make our lives pleasant. It's not to make our lives difficult. Okay. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis, A hada should be, it should be braided, and look like a shalshalas, look like a chain. Zehu hadas, also the branch and the fruits are, have, have similar taste, that's also a hadas. Tanu we learned, eight is kosher, v'shein is possible. If it's braided, then it's kosher. And it's not braided, it's posel. Okay, now this is where we're going to get into, by the way. Practically, the hadasim that we offer 
okay, or that people buy. So let's say, for example, through shul. We only offer one sug, one set. You pick out beautiful asraigim, Bez Hashem, because if we dive hard enough on, on uh, Tu B'Shvat, we'll get some beautiful asraigim this year. We get a brand name, Deri Lulavim. Yeah, we get some beautiful Deri Lulavim. We get the Munsi Hadassim, uh, Munsi Aravas. Okay? And I try to give out two, uh, two sets because very often the, the Aravas don't last. So we try to give out two. And the Hadassim, we give out the standard Hadassim. And there's an option for a little more money uh, to buy an additional set of, of Aleph Hadassim. Yeah? Like the Chazanish. Uh, the Chazanish type Hadassim were the braiding. Go, is there's more braiding than than the halacha uh, requires because it's more hider. The the amount that it triples up on all three sides on on one level goes up. So this is the what we're about to read right now. Is this uh, is going to be the sugya of how much tripling you need? Okay. Hechi domi avos. What is considered a a uh, braided branch? Hechi domi avos. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, "Vuhud dekaima klosa klosa taki bikini." Okay, where you have three leaves per level. Rabbi Kahana Omar Afilu Trey Bechad. No, you could eat as long as they, as long as they, you know, are with each other. You can even have two and one. Rabbi Acha Breder Rabba Mahadar Atrey Bechad. He Davka wanted two and one. Okay, obviously it still covers the branch and still overlaps, but he didn't look for three on one level. Hayol v'nafin pumei derb Kahana. Because whatever Rav Kahana said, that was, that was what he did. He never changed from, from uh, Rav Kahana's words. Okay. And he also wanted to show people that really the Allah is like that. Amar le mar bar Amemar le Ravashi. Mar the son of Amemar said to Ravashi, Abba, my father, lahahu hadas shaita karile. If it was two and one, he called it a hadash shaita. The same way a shaita, a fool, uh, doesn't, is not, um, what's the proper word here? Is not leveled out. Is not on one level. You're not thinking straight, thinking clearly. He says, Mar, bar Amemar said, my father Amemar, when he would see two and one, he would say, no, that's a hadash shaita. I'm not looking, even if it overlaps, and ultimately it could work out, I need something that's leveled out. We're looking for ones that are completely where all three are on the same level. What happens if most of the leaves of the hadas fell off? But there's still a little bit of leaves on your hadas. Kasher, it's okay. As long as it still looks oives, as long as it still looks plated. Meaning, people get concerned. They stick their hadas into the kaishikluch, into the into the holders, and the leaves fall off. Is it possible? No, it's not possible. As long as there's still plating, it's going to be okay. As long as they still have a three. Says more, but one second. How could there be plating if it fell off? I'm an usher, I love kosher. First, tell me if most of it falls off, it's kosher. And then you tell me it's plated. What shaykh is? It's not plated anymore. I'm Rabbi Abai says, no, I'll tell you what we mean. Turn to the top of tomorrow's daf. We can find such a case. With an asa mitzrah. Which grows around the borders, Rashi explains, goes on the edges of a field. The Kaimi Shiva Shiva where you mamish have seven. You hear this? You talk about a hadas. It's a wide branch, 
and you got seven on each level. That even if four fall off, you're still left with three. So now you have Raivala fell off. You're still left with three. It's going to be kosher. Okay. Um, let's get the two dots. We'll wrap it up here in one more minute. says, You see from here that if it's seven, it's kosher for Aishanas. Pshita, why wouldn't it be kosher? I would say since it's not called a hadas, it's called a, it's called a aso mitzra. Maybe it's not kosher. Kamashman lets us know that no, it is kosher. I have Maybe taket's not kosher. If it has a different name, maybe it's not kosher. Eitzavus means as long as it is a braided branch with braided hadasim, that itself is going to make it kosher for a hadas, and therefore a hadas mitzra, despite having a different name, is still going to be. A valid hadas. We'll hold it here for today. We're at the two dots, and um, oh, we're not uh, almost. And uh, just a little bit before, we're at a new toner abanon. Well, let's hold it here. We're at a new brisa, six lines from the top, and that's when we will pick up from here. Daflamet gimel tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and a good and chaydesh to everybody.